a factual data creation facility production. Welcome to the Straight From The Desk podcast, a podcast where I discuss but three things. Two are topical, while the last can be considered as flexible. So sit back and enjoy. If you like what you hear, click on that donation link, which can be found within the show notes. Any donation will be appreciated. So let's get started. How are you doing today? First up, a tale of two news hosts. Last Monday saw the firing of Tucker Carlson, now formerly of Fox News fame, and Don Lemon, now formerly of CNN Infamy. The two fired men couldn't have been more opposite from each other. Carlson, a straight Caucasian man, who was a wildly successful host of the leading cable news network, while Lemon, a gay man of African descent, who was tanking at the last place cable news network, CNN. Most media pundits, whether critics or supporters, agree that Carlson has the brighter future of the two. Well, this didn't stop the start of what appears to be a coordinated smear campaign targeting Carlson, most likely organized by his former employers over at Fox News. Coincidentally, or probably not, Tucker Carlson's firing happened shortly after the news host started releasing, unseen by the public anyway, January 6th video footage. First, the odious New York Senator Chuck Schumer called on Fox News owner Rupert Murdoch to stop Mr. Carlson from continuing to show the video, which, unfortunately for us U.S. citizens, Mr. Murdoch complied with. Then more recently, the embarrassing far-left-wing House of Representative member Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also from New York, calling for Mr. Carlson and other conservative commentators to be regulated, read, censored by the federal government. The First Amendment and Constitution be damned. Her bloviations would be comical if it weren't for the fact that, in all likelihood, she's probably going to be Schumer's replacement in the Senate when the corrupt politician decides he can't grow his wealth any larger or usher in a dictatorship in a timely manner and decides to retire. Can you tell that I don't care for the man? There's also been reports that the White House and the Pentagon are celebrating Carlson's firing. Well, this might come back to haunt them. Anyway, Mr. Carlson has spoken out recently against one of the, if not the, biggest benefactor of the country's mainstream news media, and that would be pharmaceutical giant Pfizer on a podcast and a recent conference. Well, you just can't do that, can you? Because money talks and you know what walks, or in this case, gets fired. Mr. Carlson also recently has appeared on some other podcasts in which he stated his disappointment with the news business. Mr. Carlson rightfully feels that the press's job is to hold the government accountable and not to be in lockstep with it, as he and many others, myself included, believe it is. Again, expressing beliefs such as these have been proven to be fatal for the longevity of a career within the MSM. It should also be pointed out that Don Bongino, a rising star amongst conservative commentators, also left Fox News. Perhaps we're seeing a shift over at the supposedly conservative news network as the senior Murdoch hands over control of Fox News to his liberal children. Well, who knows? What Tucker Carlson does next is unknown at this time. I hope he starts his own network, which doesn't rely on advertisers for its existence. I'd be willing to subscribe to such a network. The firing of Tucker Carlson greatly overshadowed the firing of Don Lemon from the formerly great news organization 
cable news network, better known as CNN. Mr. Lemon made his bones, so to speak, during the Trump presidency, especially during the COVID lockdowns, when audience were more captive. Mr. Lemon, along with his fellow news reading hosts, practically invented the currently common agenda-driven news reporting. No facts needed here. It appears the last straw for this rumored divas employment at CNN was during an interview with Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, in which Mr. Lemon kept talking over the candidate and deriding him with comments, saying, Mr. Ramaswamy can't talk about African-Americans because he isn't of that descent. Well, if that's true, then African-Americans can't speak out about any other race but their own. See where this is going? Where Mr. Lemon lands next is anybody's guess, but like his former fired co-host Chris Cuomo, he'll probably wind up on some startup news network with a drastic pay cut. My first thought upon hearing of the double firing was that the two should get together and host a point-counterpoint type YouTube show. Of course, many others have had the same thought. Next, in more evidence that the public narrative is controlled by the government through the media and by corporations, it has recently come to light that our friends over at Pfizer were, and probably are still, funding organizations that lobbied for mandatory COVID vaccinations back during the pandemic. These organizations were previously thought to be unaffiliated and independent at the time. My dear late grandmother told me when I was just a youngster that everything is about money. I've stated this before, and I'm sure I'll be stating this again in the future, because like most things she imparted to me, she was correct. Another saying you've probably heard over your life is, follow the money, meaning who or what is funding things. If you wonder why our news media is like it is, there are two reasons. The news used to be considered a public service and not very profitable, if at all. When the advertising money started flowing into the coffers of the media companies, this changed things. No longer could the newspapers, radio, and television networks express opinions that differed from their sponsors, as this could cause damage to their precious bottom line. The second thing that changed was that the old ethical journalists, who mostly came from blue-collar upbringings, were pushed out in favor of the elite Ivy School journalism graduates educated by the defeated communists of the 1960s who found refuge within the nation's universities. In order to score those coveted news desk appointments along with the huge salaries given on the major networks, they will dutifully report what they're told to report. The same holds true for most areas of society these days, so the next time you wonder why an organization seems to be pushing a certain narrative, try and find out who's funding them. Finally, President Biden kicked off his re-election bid with a video which started off with scenes from the January 6th Capitol riots and claims that the Republican Party is stripping away women's rights and are anti-trans. Scare tactics all. As predicted, his campaign is going to make it all about Trump and there will be no debates with challengers for the Democratic Party's nomination. And why not? This worked in 2020 where Biden campaigned from his basement and when he did make appearances, he drew a few dozen versus the thousands that attended Trump rallies. Biden has to campaign this way and that's because this administration has been a complete disaster. The wide open borders, the Afghan withdrawal and foreign policy in general, inflation, runaway crime, should I go on? Many have pointed out that it's not 2020, but with mail-in balloting, ballot harvesting, and other schemes, could we see a repeat of the 2020 general election? That remains to be seen.
I'll say this. If Biden wins the election in 2024, despite his horrible job performance, that would prove to me that we are now a country of basically one-party rule and that the Democratic Party has things rigged so well, they'll always be in power. Now, if that happens, this old guy is punching out. I'll never vote or become involved in politics again. Nor will I be concerned about anything but my family. What do you think? You can drop me a line. Now some questions. Where's the child-murdering trans person's manifesto? Why are they afraid releasing it to the public? Why does the Federal Bureau of Investigation consider Catholics possible domestic terrorists? What say you? Before I go, I just wanted to share with you the future of this podcast. Though I enjoy doing the Straight from the Desk podcast and have had supporters who've sent donations, of which I'm grateful for, my audience numbers, though never large, have ceased to grow and have actually fallen to a point where it's becoming harder to justify continuing with this show. I'm asking you to spread the word by sharing links to the podcast or telling your friends and family about it. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can send your comments, suggestions, or complaints to sftdpod23 at gmail.com. Take care, and I will see you next week.